Guys, people, on today's show, I'm excited to return back to you from a two-week vacation. Did you miss me? I hope you did, but if you didn't, keep it to yourself. I don't want my feelings to be hurt this soon into the show. I'm joined by a guest today, Anthony O'Neill. This is a number one selling author and speaker, a Ramsey personality. He once said this, stop asking wealthy people how much money they make and start asking them who and what they know. Yeah, we about to have a great show. You know what it is. You know I gotta try to flow. Uh, I ain't rapped in a while, but you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher. Let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you. Let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Guys, people, what up, man? Do y'all miss me? You know what I'm saying? I missed y'all. It's been a second. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I had to take some time, take a vacation, you know, refresh my mind, relax. Um, I had a good time. I feel y'all in on what we got into. But, you know, that's something I came into this year saying that I hadn't done in the past is that I am going to try to take vacations here and there, take a week or two off the show just to stay fresh. You know what I mean? Because I've been grinding for a few years. This is year three of Inspire Guys People, the podcast. So thank you for everybody that's been rocking with me for front side. I I can't talk. Oh, yeah. I can't talk. Thank you to everyone who's been rocking with me since the beginning. And if you are a new listener, I always encourage people to go back and listen to the episodes. We produce timeless content. So this is not um, about, you know, too much current events or trendy topics. We talk about things that you can listen to year after year. So people can come to this show 10 years from now. And I genuinely believe that you can go back into the archives of the episodes, look at the titles, look at the show notes, and you will find something that's relevant to your life as it relates to finding your purpose and balancing faith in business. So let me see, what can I feel y'all in on? I'm trying to do better at like, you know, giving y'all a little bit of my personal life. Y'all know I'm a pretty private person, you know, which is, it's tough to balance that. Like when you always in the public talking to people, and like, uh, but I still like to have some privacy. But, you know, we people, y'all, y'all my family. So I like to talk to y'all. Shout out to everybody that's a part of the Inspire Guys People text family. Um, you know, show y'all a little bit of the behind the scenes, get a little bit of inspiration. I don't really text every week because I don't want to be that guy that you tired of. I'd rather you miss me. You know what I'm saying? That's my goal with that. But, um. Me and the wife, Tiffany, went to San Antonio, Texas last week, I guess. Spent a few days down there, man. We uh, went to a couple of amusement parks, stayed on the Riverwalk. Uh, we had a good time, man. You know, um, we went down there because we like amusement parks, number one. Like, that's, we we like to travel for fun, like kid fun. Like, we, you know, grown people fun is really boring. Grown people like to do stuff like drink and eat. Yeah, lay on the beach and do nothing. It's like, what is that? What, what is that? That's boring to us. 
So we like to do kid stuff. We like to have fun. So we find the amusement parks across the country and we, you know, we do that type of stuff. So San Antonio has a Six Flags and a SeaWorld. And it's in Texas, which means everything is open. You know what I'm saying? So we was trying to go somewhere that wasn't too restricted with the lockdowns. We had a great time in San Antonio. Uh, the weather was 90 and sunny. Man, 90 and sunny? That Look, you got to understand, when we came home, it was 48 and cloudy. So that, like, yeah, getting to experience a little bit of summertime was just what the doctor ordered. We did go to this one. I got to say this, uh, especially since we're talking about finances on this episode, man. Um, I can't say the name. Y'all know that. You know, I look, I work in a particular uh, field where a lot of the big restaurants and places in the world, almost all of them are like clients. <laughs> I deal with some of them, not this one in particular. Um, so I have to, you know, these opinions are expressed are mine and mine only. I don't say where I work because if I say where I work, then I have to, all the disclaimers really come into play and I don't want to deal with that. So long story short, we went to this expensive steakhouse, very popular steakhouse with locations across the country. We had actually never been, but we did um, on our anniversary last year, we had reservations um, and then we had to cancel them and they was close, like everything they was closing with COVID and Michigan stuff was opening and closing. So what's my point? We're talking about finances today and the talk is different. The talk is going to be different. I'm telling you, um, I love the idea of telling you things that are against the grain of what you're used to hearing. Right. So we talk different. on. We're going to be talking different on this whole episode. But on this show in general, we talk different. So I'm I'm a pretty simple person. If the food is good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Regardless of how much it costs. You get what I'm saying? We go to this steakhouse, and first of all, the service was horrible. That's all I'm gonna say. The service was horrible. They messed up our order. We paid a few hundred dollars for our food. And at the end of the day, I'm not gonna lie. The steak wasn't really, it wasn't really doing it. Like, the steak wasn't, uh, I'm like, bruh, you charge almost $100 for a steak <laughs> with no sides. Can I say this real quick? The steaks at the expensive places don't come with sides. We came home, went to our favorite steakhouse when we got back, and we paid 10% of the price and had sides and everything, and it tastes amazing. I'm going to leave that alone before I say something. Um, all I'm saying is this. Don't get caught up in spending money to impress people. You know what I'm saying? Now, we were on vacation. When we go on vacation, we have a budget and like we like to, nah, I like to do what I do. It's just, it is what it is. So I'm going to do some things on vacation I wouldn't do every day. But what I am saying is I don't have to go to these expensive steakhouses again to impress none of y'all. Like it's not happening. No, mm -mm. Take me to my local joint that get the steak right every time and got amazing service. Now, I'm not saying expensive steakhouses are bad. I'm exaggerating. But y'all get the point I'm making. Like, we can get caught up in wanting to spend money to impress other people. And at the end of the day, you got to learn how to do the right thing, people. Oh, I didn't come here to preach today. I'm sorry. Uh, let's move on from that situation before I mess around and name the place and then have to... um 
do a whole bunch of disclaimers and apologize. I like having a job. I love my job. I like what I do. And so, you know what I'm saying? I like to, uh, I don't want no issues with none of our potential clients or anything like that. All right, so that was vacation. Just know that we had a good time. Thank God for safe travels. We back. We ready to get it in with Inspire Guys people. And it was good to take a break because I've been going at least for a year without, like, our last vacation was December 2019. So, you know, just going, working hard, working multiple, like, initiatives and projects that I've been doing over the last year, it felt good just to take a step back and do nothing. And I really did nothing. I owe some of y'all some responses to some emails. I apologize. I still love you. Hopefully you still love me. But when I'm vacationing with my wife, I'm vacationing with my wife. I like to unplug everything. All right, let's get to some music, people. I'm going to play about a minute to a minute and a half of my song entitled The Difference. And this song is important because it's talking about how as believers, we are called to be different. We are not supposed to fit in. And I know a lot of us, we want to be cool. We want to fit in. And fitting in is driving us further away from God. So look, when I say the talk is different, I'm telling you we talking different because we talking about what we are supposed to be doing as believers and the godly principles, um, things like today, we'll talk a lot about finances and you don't want to be a slave to your finances, trying to stunt for the world. And you be out here really broke, but looking like you got money. That's not where God wants you at. You know what I mean? He wants real financial literacy and freedom and whatever he called you to, to do it in that way with integrity. So yeah, this song is entitled The Difference. If you have not heard my music before, I encourage you to search on Apple Music, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music. All you have to do is type in my artist's name, J. Will Music. It's all one word, and J. Will has one L. That's J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. You can see all my music, and you can search in particular for today's song, the Difference, produced by Darrell Red Campbell Jr., featuring my brother, J-Rail, Jarrell James, J-Rail Hits on the drums. Let's do it! Let's do it! Let's do it! And that's the difference. Some say the secular's better. I think it's such a lie. What they think we losing our talent because we trust in God. Like if you become a Christian, you're no longer gifted. But really, once you talk in God, they no longer listen. If a corny rapper calls a Christian rapper corny, tell them write their life on paper, grab a mic, rap it for me. From trap star to rap star, lame. Something about a fast car, lame. Gunshot, gunshot, lame. Big talker, but you don't stand for a thing. Peer pressure is the fear factor. You're so afraid of disappointing the fans. What you gonna do if they stop clapping their hands? They only see you as a song and a dance. They hate you, but they wanna be friends. Same people build you up, take you down in the end. And you tolerate it all because you wanna be big. Uh. You're not supposed to fit in. No. God's people, the royal priesthood. Your life is not supposed to be dim. Like the city up and sit it on the hill. Church for the hood. I'm a sore thumb everywhere I go. I'm misunderstood. You just heard the difference by J. Will Music featuring J. Rail hits from the album entitled Inspire God's People. Yo, man, I love sharing my lyrics with y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's something that's real special to me that I've been doing more of lately because um, you know, it's kind of like a 
an intimate situation where you sharing with people, you know, um, your your deepest thoughts or why you wrote something. So I appreciate the fact that y'all um, engage. And I got emails and messages from people that's like, yo, keep doing that. Because I always feel like, oh, do people really care? You know, they don't care. They just want to hear me talk. But yeah, that's one of my favorite songs, really. Um, even to actually perform, perform that live, I Can Talk, um, is a, a fun song to do. Um, that verse is the second verse of the song. Some say the secular's better. I think it's such a lie. What they think we lose in our talent because we trust in God? I wrote that because as a Christian rapper, really as a Christian creator, right, you're putting out this Christian content. Uh, people in the world will create this narrative like, oh, the secular stuff is better. And that has always thrown me off because I'm like, why would secular be better? So y'all saying when I gave my life to God, I got worse? Some say the secular is better. I think it's such a lie. What they think we lose in our talent because we trust in God? Like if you become a Christian, you're no longer gifted. But really, once you talk in God, they no longer listen. The talk is different, people. Once you're talking God, they no longer listen. So here's what people will do in the world. They will make it seem like, oh, you a Christian, or you corny, or you a sellout, or you did, you what? Like, they'll make it seem like that's why they're not listening to you. You know, even as we're going to talk about finances and things like that, and we're going to talk about it more and more in the show, um, I did an episode entitled The Millionaire Mindset. That was one of the earlier episodes. That might have been episode, whoo, let's see how good my memory is. Episode seven. That's my guess. But go back and look at the millionaire mindset and you'll hear more about how I feel about finances. But even when I talk about finances and bring people like my guest today, um, Anthony O'Neill on the show, like it's like people, this is the godly way to talk about it. And, and don't blame nothing else for, for why you ignoring when it's really, nah, I ain't trying to hear that God talk. I want to talk that while out, spend my money on anything. That stuff I can't afford, stun on people. It's all about me, 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 me. You don't want to hear that different talk. Let's get into it. Matter of fact, man, you know what? I've delayed and prolonged this long enough. I'm really excited for my guests on today's show. So let's play the theme music and then let's get into the interview. Let me interview you. Here's what we gon' do. You gon' talk to me and I'm gon' talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we gon' be talking purpose. Yo, what's up, God's people? We are about to have a very dope interview. I'm on the line, man, with a very interesting, successful um, young man. I'm going to say young man, even though we probably around the same age. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I got Anthony O'Neill, and I think his friends call him A.O., so we're going to see if I'm able to be uh, a friend to be able to call him A.O. by the end of this episode. Anthony, welcome to Inspire Guys People. How you feeling today, brother? Man, Jermaine, I feel good, man. You just inspired me, brother, so I'm, I'm really excited to be on the show. Thank you so much for what you do and this opportunity, man, to share and talk to your people. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Well, we got Anthony O'Neill. We got you're a, you're a Ramsey personality. I'm seeing on your Instagram at Anthony O'Neill that you are a Wall Street Journal number one best-selling author and speaker. Um, so I'm honored to have you on my show. I have checked out your show, The Table with Anthony um, Anthony O'Neill, and I think it's an amazing show. Um, checked out a couple of episodes. I'm gonna have some questions and some thoughts about that. But again, just welcome to the show, man. Before we like jump right into everything, uh, Anthony, I like to 
I like to know who I'm talking to because we don't know each other. You know what I mean? So maybe the first couple seconds, 30 seconds or so, if you could tell the audience and myself a little bit about like who you were, whether it be in high school, college, growing up, I feel like knowing a little bit about who people were uh, gives us a little perspective and insight behind some of the things we're going to learn today. So who was A.O. or Anthony O'Neill growing up in high school slash college? No question, bro. Uh, growing up, dude, I was the skinny kid with two big old ears. That's what <laughs> they call me. You know, that was, that was skinny boy A.O. with two big old pointy ears, man. It was almost like Martin Lawrence. Oh, I love it. Ears way out there, man. Thought I was a pretty boy back in the days. Uh, was trying to impress the ladies. Didn't care about my grades. I just wanted to be popular. I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be respected. Um, I wanted to be known. So when I really think about myself, that's who I was. You know, now I'm, I'm 36 years old. Uh, focus on who I am. Focus on who God made me to be. Um, whether I'm whether I'm accepted or not, man. You know, I just want to be respected. That's the main thing. I love that. I love the fact that, like, you know, like you talk about who you were, and sometimes, like, I, I actually had a song that I wrote um a couple years ago called "Who Are You." The whole concept <laughs> behind the AO is like, you ever run into people from high school, and like, I was the class clown in high school, so like, I <laughs> run into people now, and they don't know what to do with me because I'm way different, and they trying to figure out like it's I've had people literally ask, like, are you still funny? I'm like, well, I'm not 18 no more. So, like, <laughs> I'm not at work just cracking jokes out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So I love the fact that you talked about uh, focusing on who you are. So here's something um, that I um, learned about you that you said in one of your episodes, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and you kind of just threw it in there and y'all didn't talk about it on that particular episode. But I want to ask you about this. You mentioned that you were homeless, sleeping in the back of a car at one point in your life. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, man. Uh, great question. You know, I think for me, uh, I grew up in a very strong Christian faith. I have four loving parents, uh, Jermaine, and I had two. I have two biological parents and two step parents. I have a biological father and step mother who lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Then I have a biological mother and stepfather and two other siblings that live in San Diego, California. And very, both sides of my homes, man, are, are very strong Christian-driven homes. So, like, I grew up um, my high school life with my biological father and mother in North Carolina. And, bro, man, I couldn't listen to hip-hop music. You know, you're an artist and we are killing it. Uh, but, man, I couldn't, I, I couldn't listen to hip-hop music if it wasn't uh, gospel music. The only hip-hop I can listen to back in the day gospel gangsters, you know, back in those whoa, I remember them. Whoa, 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 late days. I remember uh, them. Frank, yeah, the Kurt Franklin. Um, you know, I couldn't listen to your Beyonce's growing up. I couldn't go to high school football games without my father. I couldn't go to school dance. I couldn't go out to the mall. So I grew up in a very strong Christian faith home. And my parents only taught me two laws growing up. Here's the first law. Here's how you make it into heaven and not go to hell. Don't have sex before you get married. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't curse. Don't do this. It was all laws on how to get into heaven and not get into hell. Then the second law was, as a black man, how do you get home? If you get put over by the police officers, if you split someone, you shut your mouth, you call us, and we get you home. Those are the two laws, man. two most important conversations I ever had about life. I never had the conversation about 
you know, how to be a good steward of your finances, how mm. to, you know, build wealth, how to start a business, what's the difference between a debit card and a credit card. So when I graduated high school, bro, um, I, I left winning freedom. I wanted to be on my own. I wanted to get a kiss from the young lady. I wanted to hug her. I wanted to just be <laughs> young and free and do my thing. And when I walked onto the college campus, bro, that's the first thought. I didn't walk onto the college campus thinking about getting an education. No, I wanted to pledge a particular fraternity, and I wanted to be a ladies' man because I wanted freedom. Man. So to make a long story short, because I know we you know it's a 30, 30-something-minute podcast, and I don't want to be too long with the story. You know, I made a bunch of bad decisions in college, bro. Um, racked up about $35,000 in debt trying to impress my friends, trying to impress the ladies. I, I remember maxing out credit cards on Red Lobster dinners and 1-800-Flowers.com and uh, buying wow. purses for ladies and putting systems in my car and rims on my car and PlayStation, all the foolishness stuff. Nothing or anything practical and of substance, but all of stuff to impress my And because I made a bad decision in college, I lost my job. When I lost my job, I lost my income. When I lost my income, I lost my apartment. I got $35,000 in debt. I'm kicked out of school, thinking I'm going back home with my parents. And uh, none of them said, all of them said, hey, you think you're a grown man? Go on your own. And so by the age of 19, man, I'm 35K in debt. I'm homeless sleeping in my back car, uh, in the back of my car, in Oceanside, California, off of Highway 76. And I'm that guy, bro, uh, that, you know, you ever seen that guy, man, or that young lady on the side of the street at a red light, stop, uh, you know, five bucks, ten bucks. <laughs> yep. And I did that two times. Ooh. In the moment, uh, because I was genuinely homeless. You know how, you know how often I was does. You know how many people look at me think this is a dumb black kid out here trying to get a CD? And those were some of the lowest moments of my life. I contemplated to suicide. My mom thought I was actually staying with, uh, with, with the young lady that I was dating at the time, uh, but I wasn't. I was about to face. Uh, and so um, all my friends left me abandoned. I felt like my family left me. Wow. I felt like God left me abandoned. It was so it was so easy for me to blame everyone else, but I didn't look in the mirror and blame myself. I pointed the finger at everyone, and I quickly realized then that the caliber of my presence was because of the poor decisions of my life. That if Ooh. I want to change my future, I need to change the choices that I'm making today. I tell this to everyone: the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices you make. If you're wondering why are you here today, why is happening in life? Close to 50% of the chances because of the poor decisions. And so I quickly made one decision, and that was to get my life right. You know what, God, I'm sorry. I won't be perfect moving forward. Can't be perfect. I'm human. You created me, but you died for my sins. God, I just get back close. Then the next decision I have to my life that was I went and confronted my father. I said, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I'm not a grown man. I'm a young man. But I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to evolve uh, into becoming a big grown man. We accept my. Here's something that my father is both apologizing to, and they said, "Hey, yes, welcome to home. Yes, but we're also we are sorry that we didn't teach you finances. We didn't give you the finances that you needed to make that decision." So I immediately came back home and 
got a job, got three jobs that, that lost a lot of friendships at the time because um, I was really focused on changing my financial future uh, and got a job, worked years, 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 paid off all my debt. And I'm just grateful today at the age of 36, I'm able to say that 100 is truly my mortgage. And I'm driving my dream car, living where I want to live, not where I have to live. Uh, and just really traveling around the world, teaching people um, how to experience and live with true wealth without any bondage, without any hope. Man. And I believe this. We can get out of that. We can live freedom. And we can live the life that God has. It gives us options. It gives us I love it. Did I lose you? No, I'm here, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought I lost <laughs> you. I apologize about that. And just so you know, we keep those kind of moments in the show. It happens every now and then. So, uh, no, okay. that, look, you said a bunch of dope stuff, man. Like, all right, so... Like I had planned on asking you because I'm looking at, you know, what you do. Right. I, I want to get into talking about how you joined the Ramsey um, family and, and that team. You, you talked about that in one of your episodes. But some of my questions you you answer. And I love it because what I really like to know, Ao, is like what drives a person to be where they are? You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm looking at a dude like you and you're telling people about, you know, uh, how to get out of debt and build wealth. And you're going around, you're speaking all around the world, the country. And I'm like, what drives a young man like this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what drove him? But you, you said a lot of things, like talked about your family and the fact that, you know, you had to experience what it felt like to fall on your face. You know what I'm saying? But what I really love is this dynamic of going back to your fathers and you apologizing to them, but them also apologizing to you about the importance of like, yo, we didn't teach you about financial literacy and about wealth. And, and, and so many times, man, in, in our communities, we want to impress people. Like I'm reading right now, um, stop acting rich by Thomas mm -hmm. J. Stanley. And you know, the, that type of information of like, let me take a step back from this mindset of trying to live to impress people versus living for purpose and doing things the right way. And then, like you said, when I get my dream car, it's not a burden to me, but we were, we are conditioned so many times to like, go do that thing, go put yourself in debt because you enjoy that thing versus like, no, get yourself in a good financial situation, understand literacy, and then you will be able to have that thing without the burden. So I, I got this question for you, AO, like, you know, and maybe you can kind of mirror this with like, your um, experience joining the Ramsey team, but you you talked about like how you were scared to do that and you had some negative impact from like, or feedback from some of your friends and family. And you even just talked about losing a lot of um, friends because you got focused. Can, can you like help the listeners a little bit? Like, what do you do? How do we go through that process? I've been through that as well, where it's like, you come from this place and it seemed like people think you cool as long as you stay in this place. And the moment that you start going somewhere else that we've never been, we got a problem with you. So I'm curious, how do you process that while like still, you know, still understanding these are my family or my friends. I don't necessarily cut everybody off, 
depending on how close they are. But I gotta, I might have to disappoint you to please God and walk in my purpose. Yeah. So can you talk about that a little bit? What that process was like for you in disappointing yeah. people to go after your purpose? Yeah, you know, I think successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not willing. Really, successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not looking to And when you really look at unsuccessful people, here's one of the things that you'll find common within all of us. They are unwilling to step outside of comfort zone, the unknown zone. And for me, man, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to serve plans at, you know, largest churches in America, help build their youth health industry. Nice. Had the opportunity to be with day stages. You know, Bishop Eddie Lone stages, Ruffles College. So, man, I, I've, I've been on all these big stages within the urban and black community. And I found myself being comfortable because everyone in the community needs me. Everyone in the community loves me. But then I heard God tell me, hey, Ayo, I didn't call you to just bless only black people. I called mm. you to bless all people. Ooh. And it definitely have a heart for your culture because I specifically made you black. So be proud of that. But your message is also good for white well. I love it. And so I was scared, bro, because I'm like, I'm black and I'm not white. I don't talk like white people. I don't think like some of them. I don't, I don't enjoy some of the same things that they enjoy. <laughs> uh, but God said, below your black skin is my red blood. And so you have a message for all people. And will you be accepted by all white people? No. But there are a lot, and the majority of white people will. And I, I, I'll never forget, man, that God said that do not allow your comfort zone to become your kill zone. Don't allow this, this culture that you're so comfortable in to be the very same thing that prevents you from experiencing success, that prevents you from evolving into the man I have called you to be. Don't forget, the Bible says that all things are possible through Jesus Christ, not through you in your comfort zone, but through me. And so for me, I've learned successful people are willing to step out of their comfort zone and into their faith zone. And the faith zone just simply means God is the pilot. I'm the co-pilot. It's my life, but God is directing my life. And so for me, before I stepped outside of my comfort zone, man, it's what I tell everyone. You know, uh, you're going to get the hate. You're going to get the questions. You're going to get the people saying, ah, I don't know. Uh, but here's the thing. Before you leave that sweet spot of yours, what I want you to do is step back. Cut off your cell phones. Cut off the uh, distractions. Tell your girlfriend. Tell your boyfriend. Tell your family, hey, I'll get up with you within a matter of a couple of hours. And you need to write down your why. Why do you want to do the things that you're doing? Why are you so passionate about what you're about to do? Why do you believe God has called you to this? Because my philosophy is, if your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment will make you cry. So if you're not passionate about this thing, if, you, if your why doesn't give you emotional, if it doesn't refuel you, when you step outside of your comfort zone, you are not going to accomplish it because of the price of commitment to stay outside of your comfort zone it's going to make you cry. It's going to make you want to feel like quitting. And so for me, before I joined the Ramsey team, I identified why am I doing it. I identified on a personal level. Well, because I want to be a provider and I want to be the best provider for 
my my family, for my wife and my kids. My mom didn't have a wedding. She got married at the south of the border, bro. You know, on, uh, in between South Carolina and North Carolina. She didn't really have a wedding ring until, like, later on down in her marriage. She never had a honeymoon. My dad never took her outside of the country for a vacation. You know, I remember having to put uh, duct tape on the bottom of my shoes to prevent water and prevent from getting inside of my shoes and, and to prevent socks getting outside of my shoes. I remember so many things from my family that my wife is like, yo, when I get a wife, yo, I want us to have freedom. I want us to have options. When I have kids, I don't want to tell them, no, they can't get a pair of shoes. I want to make sure they have several pairs of shoes. I want to make sure that I take them to Israel and then I help them understand the word of God and how Jesus Christ walked this earth and we could turn their Bible into a 3D real format. And so for me, when I stepped outside of my comfort zone and stepped into this uncomfort zone, and bro, I'll be real with you. So it's still uncomfortable to this day (laughs) because of who I am as a man, but it's easier and I feel more comfortable because Jesus is directing it. And I know for a fact, uh, before I went into some meetings, God showed up and, and kind of corrected and, and checked some hearts and checked my own heart. But I think unsuccessful people never reach their goals. They never uh, experience their full potential. Ooh, ooh, this is a good one. They never really get to taste their own true fruit. Uh, because they were not willing to step outside of their comfort zone. And they're not willing to step outside their comfort zone because they don't have a deep enough. I want to encourage everyone, if you really want to become that resilient, if you really want to go to that next level in your business, if you really want to get to that next level in your industry, if you really want to get to that next level as a father, as a, a mother, as a husband, as a wife, uh, man, be willing to do something. You have not been willing to do. Be willing to have the hard conversation. Be willing to go into a place where you don't know nothing. You know how many rooms I walk into with billionaires, with millionaires? Man. I don't have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, but when I walk up in that thing, I'm like, yo, talk. And I'm going to shut up. God gave me two ears and two eyes and one mouth for a reason. To listen and to watch more than I talk. So when I'm uncomfortable, I listen and I watch. More than anything. Now, when I go back into those rooms, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just invested into this, man. I flipped it, made about $200,000 over the last two years. Hey, I'm about to buy this equity. I'm about to buy this property. Um, I was on the phone with uh, one of my, my publicist's brother, and he, he flipped some houses. And with a matter of two houses in less than three months, he made his whole salary. Why? Because he went into his uncomfort zone went around people who knew more than him and taught him how to do the game. And because of that, he's able to leave his job and go live and have freedom and peace. Why? Because he was willing to be uncomfortable. I'm going to leave it right there because I want to talk too much. But if you're tired of where you are, man, get outside of your comfort zone. Go experience that and watch God work. No, you can't talk too much because you're dropping gems. Look, a couple things, man. I love this. What I take from what you just said was, Get comfortable being uncomfortable. You yeah. talked about like the difference between unsuccessful people and successful people in the habits. And I think sometimes we don't want to look in the mirror. Like you said, when you went through your homeless state at first, you struggled because you wanted to blame everyone else. But you know what's crazy? When I think about when I had those moments, too, when I blamed other people, it never changed nothing. 
And at some point, you got to get tired of nothing. Like, I can blame you all day for why I'm not where I'm supposed to be and nothing changes. But the moment I start taking accountability and responsibility and moving towards purpose, all of a sudden things change. But successful people, because you said it, you said I'm still uncomfortable. You know, with, with all the success and the blessings that God has for you, you're still uncomfortable. But the difference is. You're comfortable with that. And I like for me, I've seen in my life where like you talked about going in those rooms and there's been times where I've been put on a spot in front of, you know, very successful people around some of my mentors. And the talk is different. Like you said, when you get in these rooms and people saying stuff that sound foreign from where you came from, that uncomfort is a good thing. And we got to embrace that because that's where the Lord wants us. Look, Ayo, you said something on one of your shows. And you posed the question, and I just want to expound on it a little bit. You said, why are we in the kingdom the broke ones? And I, look, in my mind, it's like this. I think somehow we have tricked our minds into thinking that we're being humble or we're doing something good by being broke. And anybody with money is just like evil and they worship money. But what I've learned a lot of times, the broke people is the ones that worship money. Come on, bro. Because you can't, like, whenever you can't put something in, in its place and it's controlling you and you're not controlling it, it's like your money is like a bad kid. They, It's all over the place. Like, you need to tell it to sit down, be quiet, go in the corner and don't do nothing. For, for some of us, the moment we get $500, it's gone. We can't never get to 1000 So I'm just curious if you can expound, because you, you said, why are we in the kingdom the broke ones? Why can't we have enough money to start schools? Why are we following the world and not leading it? And because you posed that question, I'm I'm wondering if there's anything that you can tell someone who's at the beginning of their race answers to those questions of where to start. I'm a believer. And like, so you're talking to the believer out there. They could be in another country. They could be wherever you're talking to that believer. That's like, all right, Ayo, you got me. I, I need to get my financial literacy together. I, I need to get this stuff right. What are the steps that I take to start changing my mind? Man, you know, here's the thing, man, and I'm so glad you asked this question, bro. So, um, you know, because I don't want to offend a kingdom people, but I would definitely, I want to start off with two scriptures. Uh, the first scripture is, it is the love of money that is the root of all. It's the love of money that is the root of all. Then also the Bible says, we, the Christian body, we're called to be the head and not the tail. But I would say part of the Christian body are the tail and not the head. Because as soon as we get the money, we're not giving, we're not tithing, we're not being generous, we're not, you know, sowing seeds into other ones. No, what we're doing is, check this out, bro, we're working Monday through Friday, labor, okay? And on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we go into Wells Fargo to pay something else into another family's last name. We going over to Gucci, Man. okay, which is a family's last name, and we're giving them the fruit of our labor. Ooh. The kingdom, we're working Monday through Friday, labor. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, our fruit that we got from our labor is going to another family's last name, and we're coming back home to our family, the O'Neill family, bro. And God is not pleased with that. God is saying, yo, when you get your money, give me 10%. And God doesn't need our 10%, bro. Let's keep it real, Let's keep it real here. You, we need to give God his 10% so God can give us more. 
We want more. And so for me, when I think about the kingdom, man, it's just the lack of education within the church body. We do so well of educating our people and giving 10% and, and, and giving, giving to the church, giving to the church, especially yep. in the especially in the African-American culture and community. Yep. You know, we're so good at making sure that we do tithes and offerings. We do pastoral anniversaries. Let's sow into the man and God. That you're building funds and stewardship funds. And I'm like, yo, what? Are we? But we don't teach the, the people what to do with the 90%. No. We don't teach the people that, hey, God, that, that 90% that you have is still not yours. 100% of the money is still God. He just said give 10% back to the church, but he's called you to be a good steward, a.k.a. a good manager of the other 90%. But what we're doing is we're, we're teaching the church. We're not teaching them nothing. We're allowing the culture. We're allowing the world. When God has called us to be in the world but not of the world, but we're allowing the world, the culture, to teach the Christian body on how to deal with finances. That's why Gucci has a lot of our money. That's why the banks have a lot of our money. That's why the church is passing down bills and benefits, but not wealth, land, joy, peace, freedom, experiences. And so for me, um, I'm, I'm really challenging myself within my family, uh, within my community, within my local community. I'm actually speaking for my church this Sunday. My pastor called me and he said, hey, man, I want you to come and just speak life. Said, now, you sure you want me to speak life? You know, I don't want... <laughs> You know, the talk is different. Now, you know? The talk is different. I already know. Right, it's not going to be for real. Like, I, I ain't going to be like, hey, give, give. I'm going to be like, yo, give the 10%. Sure, but what? this is what we need to be doing with the other 90%. Because isn't it funny that LeBron James, Beyonce, AV, they can go out here and buy all these companies and build all these schools and impact the community, but the church is out here begging people to raise money for a roof. The church yeah. is out here begging money to... Uh, to make sure that the pastor has a nice car. And don't get it, don't get it twisted. I believe our pastors do need to be taken care of because they're out here serving the community and I respect that. But at the same time, let's take enough time. You know what? Maybe a few Sundays. Let's not talk about tithes and all. Let's talk about what are you doing with the other 90. Let's help, let's help our families start a business. Let's help our families pay off their debt. Let's help our families. Oh, Number one reason for divorces in the church uh, and I'll leave here because I know i got to just get up out of here. But the number one reason for divorces in the church is because of lack of finance. It's, it's for finances. And so if that bothers me, that if that's the number one reason, and if God talks about money the most out of any subject in the Bible, why in the heck? I almost said something else. Mm -hmm. I'm first. <laughs> uh, why in the heck are we not talking about finance and helping the body of Christ? Be the head, lead the world, be the example. Come to our finances. That's the, why you got to rock with me on the table because I'm changing it. The talk is different. Look, I appreciate you, bro. I, I, I'm going to say a couple things real quick, and I know we got like a minute and a half before you got to get out of here. The talk is so different when you get in a room with people, like, because you kept saying labor, and I don't think we realize sometimes. I remember when the only way I knew how to calculate money was labor. How, how, how long do I work? Oh, I get that mm -hmm. much. The talk became so different when I had mentors that started talking about stock options and long-term benefits. And well, I'm like, huh, wait, what's that? All I know is X amount of dollars an hour. If you make this amount of hour, I thought that was a lot of money. The talk is different. Look, Ayo, I'm just, I'm just saying it. I'm putting it on wax, bro. It ain't no way in the world. This is the last time I'm like, 
we gonna have to talk again, bro. It's too much stuff we still got to talk about. But I want to leave you with the last words, man. Number one, how can people find you? Um, if you want to share anything about your book, um, just just the last words to lead to the people. And I definitely appreciate you taking the time to kick it with us today. No, for real, man. Let's do it, man. I keep it a stack with you. I enjoyed it. One of my favorite podcasts. Thank you. Uh, please make sure you reach out to Sharon uh, and get back with your show ASAP. We'll to do. find out more information about me, man, go over to anthonyo.com. You'll see all my social media over there, um, access to my show, um, access to my book. And, I, and I'm going to tell this to anyone, if you got a young kid, you know, a young kid, five years old, six years old, seven years old, the number one reason why a lot of people are not experiencing wealth building space is because um, and I wrote a book called The Debt Free Step-by-Step Guide of Getting Our Kids Through College. And also, I um, wrote another book called Destroy Your Student Phone Debt, so I can help parents and young adults pay off their own debt. But we got to start setting up our kids uh, to win when it comes to finance. The first step uh, is to make sure that they're not borrowing money to go to college. So if you go to my website, you'll see I, I wrote the step-by-step plan of what they need to do as early as in the sixth, seventh grade, all the way through high school and college. They get through college 100% debt free. Go to the website, anthonyo.com. And y'all, do me a favor. Keep rocking with this guy. Share the podcast, uh, Inspire God's People, uh, and, and tell him Jermaine is bringing on some dope guests. Um, and so that way we can continue building his message and his tribe so we can continue shifting the narrative that exposes. So, again, bro, thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you, bro. And all the information will be in the show notes. Anthony O'Neill, again, at Anthony O'Neill. Ayo, much love to you, bro. Let's do it again. God bless and have a beautiful day, man. You too, my guy. All right. Hey, don't you hate when you run into somebody you used to go to school with? You see them like in the mall or something. And the first thing is like, it's this awkward moment. Like, are we going to speak? And then you walk up to them. And you trying to figure out, like, is this the same you or, like, have you changed? And they trying to figure out the same thing. But for whatever reason, they assume that you're the same old you. But really, you brand Some new. people think they cool with you just because they went to school with you. That's when they meet that new you. Like, who are you? And I'm like, who are you? Just standing there, we both like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J-Will Music. If you miss me, then you missed me. Sober, never tipsy, cause all I do is sip tea It's none of my business what you sipping But I'm sensing sensitivity Like I shouldn't say what I believe Even though I know what you believe Cause you wear it on your sleeve They want me to run and hide, never shine Even though I got this light in me If the street lights coming on, send you home That's just what it's gotta be as a Christian, I feel so minimized Like we could be cool if I did what you do But I don't cause I got my own standard And you don't respect it This world ain't no friend of mine they cool with you Just cause they went to school with you That's when they meet that new with you Like who are you? And I'm like who are you? Just standing there We both like who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah Some people think they cool with you Just cause they went to school with you That's when they meet that new with you like, who are you? And I'm like, who are you? Just standing there, we both like, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Hey.
They saw a little old timid boy. They say he's just a cute church boy. Standing over there quiet. But now I'm knocking down giants. Stronger in the faith, but still not in your face. Hoping you see grace going at my pace. Still the same hype, but don't believe the hype. For Jesus, I would die. I'm one of those type. Look at me now. I'm a dad carrying around two kids. Ain't nothing changed. The gospel got me looking foolish. I'll be a fool for him. As long as that's who I represent. Now you should be at ease. I acknowledge this room at an elephant. Uh, now you're thinking anomaly, this is real, nothing is stopping me But for real, this how it gotta be, we create this social norm never conform Who am I? Who are you? The next trend might be having you dressed in a tutu Having you stuck with no waivers, man I'd rather be a trailblazer I told you who I am, now who are you? I gave my life to Christ, now who are you? I'm not your average type, I'm a good friend All this dream talk got me feeling brand new And I want it so bad Some people think they cool with you Just cause they went to school with you That's when they meet that new of you Like who are you? And I'm like who are you? Just standing there, we both like who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah Some people think they cool with you Just cause they went to school with you That's when they meet that new of you Like who are you? And I'm like, who are you? Just standing there, we both like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm arranging some things, trying to get arranged. I got dreams bigger than today. I believe God over money. I believe money ain't a thing. Whole different meaning when I say it. See, the thing is money doesn't change. Who you are, it only magnifies. Who are you? Mad cause I changed? Well, I'm mad that y'all stayed the same. Like watching water fall for the drain. Seen it done a thousand times before. Everybody falls for the fame. That's why I'm chasing purpose in my verses. Reading in my Bible every day. Y'all picture Jesus walking on water. I picture Jesus so riding on the way. Cool with you just cause they went to school with you. That's when they meet that new of you. Like who are you? And I'm like, who are you? Just standing there, we both like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people think they cool with you just cause they went to school with you. That's when they meet that new of you. Like, who are you? And I'm like, who are you? Just standing there, we both like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who I am.